continue the New York Yankees. They have now lost eight straight rubber games and are 1-12-3 in their last 16 series. They lose two of three at the Tampa Bay Rays, and, you know, really for what I was rooting for, the series was quite enjoyable. Um... You know, considering the fact that I, I want the Yankees to lose series, you know, again, the streaks continuing. Um, and at the same time, Garrett Cole, in terms of his Cy Young chase, um, this was certainly a good one for for Cole. Coming off of a bad start versus the Red Sox, he pitched well in, in the Game 1 win. Also, DJ LeMahieu, who is going to be an important, you know, look, if the Yankees want to turn things around in future years, he is going to be here. Uh, you're better, you know, you're, you're basically stuck with him. And he has really turned it on, not just like from a batting average standpoint, but home runs as well. He hit three home runs in the series, two in game one. Um, you know, you saw some good things from Everson Pereira. He actually batted cleanup in game three. We'll talk about that. Just shows how you know down bad the Yankees are. But tempers flared in, in game in the third game, and uh, you know, really between Albert Abreu and you know. The Rays have had the Yankees' number now, um, you know, for a while, really. When I think about the Kevin Cash era, which extends beyond the Aaron Boone one, Kevin Cash has been the Rays' manager now for quite some time, certainly longer than Boone, if, if memory uh, is correct here. But Yankees finished the season five and eight versus the Rays um, in series versus the Rays this year. They went oh three and one, and. You know, like that's just a better baseball team, uh, plain and simple. The Tampa Bay Rays record is now 80 and 52, and the Yankees are 62 and 68. So the Yankees, uh, it's the, their low watermark of the season, six games below 500, and it is very much looking like, uh, you know, we can basically book it as far as I'm concerned. I mean, finishing last place, that to me is like a, a near certainty, and that will have been the first time the Yankees have been in last place since 1990, and then finishing below 500, barring. A crazy turnaround, which is not going to happen, will be the first time they've finished below 500 since 1992. So, you know, this road trip begins. It now heads next for a four-game set at the Tigers. We'll preview that at the end. And then they go to the uh, Houston Astros for three, and man, that could get very ugly. So, um, Yankees offense continues to be an absolute joke. All they can really do is hit home runs. And, you know, that's it. That is it. I mean... Game two, they only got two hits, both by DJ LeMahieu, shut out against the Rays. So it was similar to the Monday game, the first game versus the Nationals, where the only two hits were by Ben Wartman, and this time it was LeMahieu. And then in game three, they only put up four hits, three of them homers, but they lost the game, and it was a blown lead. And again, when the Yankees trail, they're done. They are basically done. It's incredible. The Yankees in the last game, the rubber game, 16 up, 16 down from... Two outs in the fourth inning onward. And the Yankees were up 4-2 at that point. Once they relinquished the lead and went behind, that, that was it. They were done. I mean, again, there is, they're not good. It's a bad team. And there is a lack of pushback. There is a lack of fight. Like, it's both. I think it's more that they're bad. But you can't deny that, like, this team, they just die. They just absolutely die. Um, zero comeback ability for this ball club. Aaron Judge brutal this series. One, oh, sorry, 0 for 12. Eight strikeouts, one walk. And look, Judge is arguably one of the very best players in baseball. But, you know, I tend to notice that against good pitching teams, you know, he does have his struggles at times. And, and again, I'll, I'll cut this conversation off very quickly here, but I'm just saying, 
know, you think back to that Astros series, you know, a few weeks ago, and now versus the race here, you know, like that is, he was the worst of the Yankee players, which again, like you, you don't want to see that, but either way, um, you know, Connor Falefa played the first couple of games in the series. He hadn't played since they called up the kids, Pereira and Peraza continue to play. And, you know, they're not doing great. I guess I'm more disappointed in Peraza. Um, you know, Pereira did have an RBI single in the first game. He had another single in the third game. He's hitting the ball pretty well. So, you know, the numbers aren't good, but we'll be patient there. Also, Jason Dominguez has been raking in his first seven games in AAA. So Dominguez, that's someone I'm truly excited for. That's someone that I think actually has a chance to really make a major impact on this team. So it will be interesting to see if, by the time the season's out, if he does make it up here, which would be pretty unpro would be pretty improbable. I mean, he had that amazing spring training, but he really struggled the first, like, two to three months in triple, uh, sorry, in double A. And ever since, it's funny, ever since the Yankees have been really bad, Dominguez individually has been really good in the minors. So that's someone to keep an eye on. But uh, no transactions to speak of that I can think of going into the series. Um, and what's crazy here is that it does sound like maybe not so much Rizzo, but Donaldson. Like, it sounds like both of them will be back this season, which is like, in, in the case of Donaldson, is like really insane. But for both of them, it's insane. Like, it just, it's just tone deaf. And to me, if Donaldson comes back this season, that's got to mean there's a plan to shut down Judge or Stan. There's got to be. Because you're not going to sit the kids. So we'll deal with that if and when that comes. But wanted to mention that. And besides that, yeah, let's just jump into it. I mean, again, the Tampa Bay Rays, they are fighting for the sale East. I, I think the Orioles are going to hang on. But like a lot of baseball, they have one more series to go. I believe it's in Baltimore, a four-game set, home against the Rays. So again, I think the Baltimore's got a little bit of the leg up. But the Rays are still very much in that mix. And if they don't win the division, good chance that they will at least host the best of three series uh, in the wild card round. So, Yankees raise. Zach Eflin on the mound versus Garrett Cole. And Eflin has had a good season for Tampa uh, and had been 2-0 versus the Yankees coming into this one on the season. But uh, Garrett Cole outpitched him. Eflin just made, you know, one or two mistakes and it cost him. Um, so, Harrison Bader would sit this one. He would come in as a defensive replacement later on. So Connor Falefa started in center field. For Harrison Bader, the struggles continue. Um, I, I will, I'll try to talk about the numbers once I get to game three. But yeah, like he is, you know, I th he's, I'll say it right now. Like he's in the low 240s. And it's not even so much that. Like this is a guy that's like hit for power. We saw it last year in the playoffs. He did it with the Cardinals, too. Like, this, I mean, the slug is, like, kind of gone. So, for Harrison Bader, who's going to be a free agent, I, I think, you know, as the days go on, as much as I like him, because I do, I, I think, you know, he provides good defense, and I, I think his skill set is a good one. Um, I, I think those chances of him re remaining a Yankee decrease by the day. But, anyway... This game would remain scoreless for a while, and for Cole, a good bounce back. You know, he 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 ends up going seven and two thirds in this game. Not no walks, eleven strikeouts, only one earned run, three hits. His ERA is two point nine five. So he's very much look. I don't think it's a slam dunk. He wins the Cy Young, but he's very 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 much in that conversation. Um, and the Yankees finally get a on the board in the fifth, and it would be DJ LeMahieu with two out. He hits a home run, his 10th of the season, and he wouldn't stop there. But for DJ, um, 
that is a very encouraging sign. And look, if you want to think positively, he showed like the first half of last season, he was really, really, really good. And then it dropped off. And, and, and I think we look back at 2021 as a not good, you know, for DJ, whether it was injury, 2021 was not a great year for LeMahieu. Now, maybe if I look back, I look at the numbers and say, huh, it's better than I thought, but it didn't feel good. But we can kind of look at, it's not as if, my point is here, DJ has not been completely awful for the last three seasons. There has been times when he has been good, and he's showing that right now. So DJ makes it one nothing Yanks right there. Then in the sixth, the Yankees take a 2 nothing lead. Uh, Eflin gets into uh, into trouble, and he almost gets out of it. However, Everson Pereira gets his first RBI hit, right? So he had an RBI ground that was kind of a lucky one versus the Nationals. But here, drives an RBI single off of Eflin to give the Yankees a 2-0 lead. Then the Rays come right back and score a run in the sixth. Yandy Diaz, uh, homers off of Cole, his 17th homer of the season, makes it 2-1. Then in the seventh, Trevor Kelly comes on it. And the Rays had used up their bullpen pretty good, I think, in previous days. So it put them in a situation where Trevor Kelly, I think he's one of their worst relievers. I mean, again, the Rays bullpen, the numbers of some of these guys every year, it's just insane. Like, as good as the Yankees are, I think, you know, one of their strengths is kind of the bullpen and guys coming out of nowhere. Like, the Rays is just, like, out-of-this-world numbers. But Trevor Kelly's not one of those guys. And so... He gives up a couple of walks. LeMahieu and Judge with one out. And then Gleyber Torres uh, lines the ground rule double. So gives the Yanks a 3-1 lead. And then Giancarlo Stanton gets a 2-run double. And gives the Yankees a 5-1 lead. So they give Cole that cushion. He takes advantage of it. Then the 6th, uh, with Kelly still in there, LeMahieu homers again. Second homer of the night for DJ. His 11th homer of the year. Gives the Yankees a 6-1 lead. Then, you know, uh, some shoddy defense by Oswald Peraza. They, they, they call it a throwing error which allows uh, Bazabe to reach. Then Siri grounds out, force out. He steals second. Bethancourt strikes out, and then that's all for Garrett Cole. So Cole leaves the game after seven and two-thirds. Again, no walks, 11 strikeouts. Just brilliant from Cole. But as it comes on, it gets into some trouble. He actually hits Yandy Diaz in the forearm. Yandy would, Yandy would finish the game, but he would be out for the next two games. So Yandy Diaz, and he was, he was pissed. And this started a theme of Yankees hitting the Rays. Again, this season, 12 Rays hit compared to only two for the Yankees. So I understand why the Rays are upset. I do. I really do. Um, so then Brandon Lau uh, gets an RBI single. So um, it's an unearned run against Cole. It's off of Loizaga. And then a Rosarena grounds out. So the Yankees uh, take a 6-2 lead into the ninth. And then Loizaga finishes it off in the ninth. It's a 1-2-3 ninth inning for Loizaga. His ERA drops to, to 0.82, so Loizaga has really been excellent since he's returned, and the Yankees win 6-2. Uh, it's the 11th win for Cole, and they start out with the series with, with the victory to start out the series. But as we've seen, it doesn't matter whether the Yankees win Game 1, Game 2, and, and like I've said a million times, the Yankees have to lead baseball in best-of-three series for splitting the first two games. It's frequent. It is so rare that either the Yankees win both in the first two or the Yankees lose both. It is always a split. There are so many rubber games, and the Yankees have lost eight straight of them. And that is fucking crazy. That's got to be some type. I mean, just in terms of maybe let's just keep it to 2023. That's got to be like tops in baseball for a stretch of eight straight rubber games lost. But I digress. 
Game two, it would be uh, Clark Schmidt versus Tyler Glasnow. And Clark Schmidt, um, you know, he had that one bad outing versus the Braves. Besides that, he's been really, again, really, really solid and deserved a better fate here. He ends up going six and two-thirds, three runs allowed, only one earned run. Because, again, shoddy defense. And in this case, it would be Isaiah Conner-Falefa, who would be at third base. No walks, five strikeouts. So, again, like starters, I mean, that's two starts in a row of no walks allowed by Yankee pitching. Um, but for the Yanks... In this game, on the bench out of the regulars would be, who sat this one? Volpe. So this is the first game that Anthony Volpe did not appear in all season. That streak comes to an end. So Volpe had played like 118 straight games, but in game 119, he didn't appear in this one. So that comes to an end. Uh, and so you had Peraza move over to short. Connor Falefa goes to third. Tyler Glasnow did not have his strikeout stuff, but it didn't matter. He only allowed one hit in six innings. Uh, two walks, four strikeouts. And then Stevenson, Adam, and Fairbanks do the job and combine for three innings of scoreless ball, only allowing one hit, no walks, and six strikeouts. So they completely shut the Yankees down. The bullpen was nails for the Rays. And they tie up this series. So not going to be a whole lot to discuss in this one. Um... And, and in terms of runners in scoring position, I want to say, and I'll have to confirm this, I think the Yankees want to combine 0 for 1 in the last two games in terms of runners in scoring position. I don't think anyone reached uh, runners in scoring, uh, second base um, in game three. So in game two, yeah, 0 for 1, just fucking insane. Uh, and Judge was the one that that made that out. Again, he was, you know, in a weird situation. Out of all, out of everything that was bad, he was actually the worst hitter in the series. Anyway, we go to the bottom of the second, and I, Isak Paredes reaches on a uh, error by Connor Falefa. So Isaiah Connor Falefa, who you know has has previously won a Gold Glove at third base, and someone who I think has really done a very very nice job, at, you know, kind of in this utility role and a lot of it at third, has struggled at third base in the last couple of weeks, and it does hurt the Yankees. The Rays take advantage of that. Luke Raley with a double makes it second and third no out, and then productive outs by the Rays. A sack fly by Harold Ramirez, which not only scores Paredes, but it moves Raley over to third. And then uh, Jonathan Aranda, who is uh, in there in place of Yandy Diaz, he hits a sack fly as well, makes it 2 nothing Rays. Um, and then that one spot where you had run as a score position was Ben Rortfed. Uh, who would catch the first two games of the series. I should have mentioned that. Warford had a one-out walk. Then LeMay, who grounded out to move him over to second. And then Judge popped out. Bottom of the third, a two-out rally for the Rays. Back-to-back -back doubles. Uh, Randy Rosarena got the first one. And then Brand and then Josh Lowe got the next one. Makes it 3-0. And Bader kind of had trouble tracking this one down. Not sure if he even did, if it would have mattered. But the Rays make it 3-0. Then... You know, not a whole lot of offense to speak of. The Yankees break up the no-hit bid in the sixth with one out. LeMahieu singles off a glass now. We jump to the seventh. Robert Stevenson goes one, two, three versus the Yanks. Um, then Schmidt gets into some trouble in the seventh, but he ends up getting a strikeout to finish off his day. Then Wandy comes on and strikes up Brandon Lau to end the seventh. That Peralta-Lau matchup would come again in game three. We'll talk about it. Jason Adam, uh, one, two, three inning. You had a Jake Bowers pinch hit appearance for Ben Warford, and he strikes out. Jake Bowers is really bad. Really, really bad. I mean, he's not really playing much anymore, but in his rare pinch hit appearances, he just strikes out. Like, he is a joke. So, Keenan Middleton comes out in the eighth. He got us some trouble. We've seen some walks issues with him lately, but he does get out of it. And, and again, Middleton continues to be good as a yank. And then Pete Fairbanks, who is mainly the Rays' closer, 
Uh, gives up a leadoff single to LeMahieu, but then he gets judged to strike out. Torres strike out looking. That was probably, honestly, ball four. And then Stanton pops out. So the Yankees get shut out. I believe it's the eighth time they've been shut out this season. It's three nothing. Uh, it's a 3 nothing loss. And that sets it up for a rubber game uh, versus the Rays. And this was an interesting affair. Tempers flared in this one. And it would be a, a pitching matchup between former Yankee prospect Zach Littell, who had his struggles, but the Yankees kind of let him off the hook, versus Carlos Rodon, who I guess you come out of this game with mostly positives. The final line, he only goes four and two-thirds. Part of that being that his pitch count is still low. Uh, he went 84 pitches. Gives up four hits, which is fine. Two on runs, which is okay. Two walks, which is not amazing, but not disastrous. And seven strikeouts, which is good. Uh, you know, for Rodon, there was also a hit by pitch mixed in there. So uh, his ear right now drops to below six at five nine seven. Um, you know, a, a mixed bag for Rodon. But if I'm being fair, uh, you know, something to you know, you had stuff to hang your hat on. Uh, and the first inning was ugly defensively, and Rodon ends up throwing 31 pitches in the first inning, and it could have been a whole lot worse than what it was. Giancarlo Stanton was on the bench. For this one, which allowed Oswaldo Cabrera to play right field. And, and so with standout, Everson Pereira batted cleanup, which again is like it, pretty insane. Although he did have one of their four hits in this one. So let's talk about this uh, this game, which again had a lot of fireworks towards the end. But, you know, I understand the Rays for being upset and we'll talk about it. So, uh, and again... Please like and subscribe. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated as we continue on in this, uh, you know, pretty disastrous 2023 Yankee season. So first inning comes around and you get a leadoff single by Arena, And with one out, he's still second. And Higashioka airmails it into, uh, into center field. Now with Higgy, defensively, like, and it's funny, Higgy homered in this game. And I think, like, it's from an offensive perspective, like, He's okay. He's not good. He's not good at all. But, like, he's been serviceable, I guess, based on expectation. But defensively, like, I he seems like someone, like, who... He doesn't really have a very strong arm. He he tends to airmail the ball. I, I just think if we're being critical here, like, Trevi is definitely more sound defensively. Which was always known, but I think that's, to me, I'm, I'm noticing it even more. But anyway, Higgy airmails it to, to center field then... Bader throws to third. Now, they give Bader a throwing error here. It's not completely fair because Peraza should have kept it in front of him. And not only does Peraza not keep it in front of him, then it kind of trickles by Rodon. And so then Rodon th tries to throw Rosarena at home, and Rosarena beats the Higashioka tag. He is safe. So an embarrassing moment for the Yankees where a steal from second lead, uh, or an attempted steal of second leads to a run on that play. Ugly, 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 ugly. And then the next pitch... On an 0-2 pitch, right down the middle of Brandon Lau, a bad pitch by Rodon, is uh, deposited in, into the seats, uh, makes it 2-0 raise. Then he gets into more trouble, but he is able to get out of it. Paredes single, Bazabe hit by pitch, Rayleigh single. So basically one out, and then Siri with a soft line out to Volpe, and then Bethancourt strikes out. So it kept the Yankees in it, and they actually did take advantage of it. In the third, awful Latell. It would be Higashioka's ninth homer of the season, makes it 2-1, and, right, and then right after that... Um, it would be a back-to-back -back home run situation for the Yanks as LeMahieu hits his third homer of the series, his 12th homer of the season, makes it 2-2. We go to the fourth, and, me and meanwhile, Rodon is really settling in. Rodon had retired, I, I believe it was 11 straight Rays. 
So in the fourth, Everson Pereira leadoff single, and Anthony Volpe homers, opposite field homer for Volpe. It's his 18th homer of the season, and, that, and that's uh, you know that's one of the few bright spots. And, and again, I, I keep on saying this, but Volpe's batting average, I think it sits in the maybe it's 219 or so. So it is actually getting a little bit better, and there is like good signs there. But look, this is someone that Volpe is going to hit. Certainly, if he stays healthy, over 20 homers, and he might approach 25, which is like, I never would have thought that. So again, you know, Volpe, good on him, gives Yankees a 4-2 lead. Then with two out, Peraza's hit by a pitch, and that would be the last Yankee base runner of the game with two outs in the fourth inning. So in the bottom of the fifth, it's a leadoff walk to Aranda, which, you know, if you're Rodon, you want to avoid that. And eventually, he walks Lau. Uh, on four pitches with two outs. So they bring on Ian Hamilton. Ian Hamilton then hits Paredes in the head. And Ian Hamilton, he did not do that on purpose. He didn't mean to, but, you know, again, it was, it was scary. And so it becomes bases loaded, two out, and then uh, Josh Lowe comes in as a pinch hitter, and Hamilton strikes him out. So Hamilton gets out of the mess, and it remains 4-2. In the bottom of the six, it's a two-out rally for the Rays off of Hamilton. And, you know, Hamilton, whose numbers had been pristine, take a hit today. It's a two-out single by Bethancourt. Then Aranda is hit by a pitch. And that's the one that, you know, Hamilton's going to have back. You know, he was ahead in the count, and he hits him. And then a Rosarena with an infield single. You know, kind of just perfect placement. And then a really long at-bat with uh, Harold Ramirez. Now, you know, Ramirez, he was actually almost hitting this at-bat as well. Eventually, not a bad pitch by Hamilton. Uh, Ramirez kind of just pokes it um, into short right field. And it is a two-run single. And, and this is a play where Glaber Torres really needed to do better. Uh, he was kind of he he was flat-footed, and he he just um, needed to be a little bit quicker. So it is four-four uh, at this point. Harold Ramirez with a two-run single, uh, and Hamilton's out of the game at this point. So a good piece of hitting, and that's just a well-grinded out at bat. It's that that's the type of at bat you don't see from the Yankees. Uh, Ramirez is able to just he was down in the count. And, you know, again, Glaber needed to be a little bit quicker. So, 4-4, Wandy Peralta comes on. And Wandy, who had amazing inherited numbers uh, on the season, I think going into this game, he had only allowed one runner to score um, at a 22. I think it was like 5%, which I think led, which led baseball for a minimum of 20 inherited runners. So, it's like anti-Tommy Canely. However... Wandy does not come through here. Uh, Harold Ramirez steals second, and then lefty-lefty uh, battle between Brandon Lau and Wandy Peralta. Now, the day before, Lau struck out. Today, Lau gets a two-run single. So, uh, you know, you, you feel bad for Hamilton a little bit. You know, it was kind of his own undoing, but it was a little bit of bad luck, and all those runs go up against Hamilton. So that is four runs on Hamilton's ledger uh, in an inning of work. Uh, and so Wandy Peralta, uh, you know, can't keep that game tied, so it's 6-4 raise. Then Sean Armstrong goes 1-2-3 and replace, uh, replaces Latell in the seventh. Tommy Canely with a bit of a bounce-back outing. Uh, you know, got into some trouble, but did, did pretty well. Uh, and so we go to the eighth. Robert Stevenson, back-to-back -back days, gets the job done for the raise, goes 1-2-3. Then Albert Abreu, th this is when the tempers flare. Abreu hits a Rosarena. He's upset about it. The bench is clear. Uh, and then, you know, cooler heads prevail, kind of. There was a pretty heated discussion between Boone and Cash, and there were some other things going on, but nothing really escalated like crazy. But then Rosarena steals second, he steals third, and then once he stole third, Abreu and Rosarena had words again, and bench is cleared again. 
But again, nothing completely got out of control. But for Albert Abreu, like, you got you got to, like, you know, keep your cool there. And for Abreu, I, I continue to be amazed that this guy's been on the roster all season wrong. They refuse to designate Albert Abreu for assignment. It's kind of funny at this point. Um, he does get Harold Ramirez to ground out, but then Brandon Lau does it again. Brandon Lau gets an RBI double. It's his fourth RBI of the, of the game, and he gives the Rays a 7-4 lead. We go to the ninth. Jason Adam comes on for back-to-back days, and he shuts the Yankees down 1-2-3 as Harrison Bader gets the last out. Harrison Bader is down to 243, batting average with a 651 OPS. Like, that is... Really, really bad considering where he was at one point. So, again, Yankees lose the series. They've lost eight straight rubber games, and they are 1-12-3 and in their last 16 series. Let's preview the Detroit Tigers series. So, so for the Tigers, they're coming off of really getting absolutely pummeled by the uh, Houston Astros. They lost 17-4. They gave up 25 hits, so they'll be looking to rebound. This will be a four-game series, and it's funny. The Yankees have not faced the Tigers. Uh, you know, we're approaching August 28th, and this will be the first time they face the Tigers this season, so a weird scheduling quirk there. Um, and it'll be uh, Luis Severino versus Reese Olsen for the Tigers. Severino will look to continue what was, you know, a, a good outing versus the Nationals. We'll see if he can keep it up. Um, you know, he's 3-8 and eight with a 7.26 area in the season. Olsen um, is someone that should be hittable for the Yankees, but the Yankees have one of the worst offenses in baseball, and he's right-handed, so that could be a problem. Um, but you know, again, Olsen's numbers are not too great. He's a rookie and he has struggled lately. Game two will be Michael King. So King, they're really going to try to work King as a starter. Hopefully they, you know, hopefully maybe he can get to four innings somehow if he's efficient enough. And Tariq Skubal, uh, who, you know, I, I've always thought of as a high, you know, he's a guy that's got good stuff. He's a lefty. So that's always advantageous for the Yankees, but Skubal, you know, should give the Yankees some problems. And then game three, um, they haven't announced, let me see. Yeah, they haven't announced the Tiger starters, so I'm just going to guess on these. So Garrett Cole pitches Game 3, probably versus Matt Manning, who's a young right-handed starter for the Tigers. And then Game 4 will be Clark Schmidt, probably versus Eduardo Rodriguez, who the Yankees are very familiar with from his time with the Red Sox. He's had a very good season, although... I think he did struggle his last outing, so I'm not sure if that's held up recently. And you'd expect some regression. His numbers were really, really good. So we'll see. Four games set at the Tigers. No rubber game. So I guess, right, that's the bright side. They, they cannot extend that streak. But for the Yankees here, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, the Tigers, you know, they have a similar record to the Yanks. They're 59 and 71. Yankees are 62 and 68. So the Yankees are three games better. It's in Detroit. So um, we will see what happens. But again, uh, Yankees lose uh, the series to the Tampa Bay Rays. They are, um, you know, really just going through the, you know, going through the motions here. 112 and three in the last 16 series. Eight straight rubber games loss for this ball club. And again, uh, I definitely cannot wait until this season comes to an end.